Blog Talk Radio. John L. Solomon, the lion among lions in the lion's den. It's my purpose today to bring you strength. That's right. Strength from the lion's den is a compelling talk show that discusses life's difficult situations through relevant topics, important issues, empowerment from a biblical perspective. The lion's den will bring you the energy of encouragement, transcendent godly wisdom, the efficacy of knowledge and education, and primarily strength to the weary in life and the falsehood of a connection. So what I want you to do right now is roar for your victory. Come on, roar for your power, roar for your prosperity, roar for your deliverance, and roar for your strength. Listen, we got an incredible show for you today. I had to break these last two episodes from my original format of having a panel of guests. And last week we talked about the woman with the issue, Wisdom Speaks. But this week, Wisdom is speaking to the man. Not just any man, we're speaking to the impotent man. See, I know you may be thinking I'm talking about a sexual, in a sexual sense, but not so. There are men who have issues, and the sexual, uh, the sexual area is the least of them. I know that may be hard for some of you to believe, but listen, the impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. How many men today have lost hope, feel emasculated, and defeated because of hardships, let down, setbacks, setups, and no one to put them back in the game of life? Like one of my guests, a brother by the name of, we call him T-Bird, Rashawn Shannon, he always said, put me in the game, coach. Well, there are many men who got put on the bench of life, and they can't get back in the game. See, there is a way to get back to your place of power where you can get your roar back. And find strength. I'm going to open up tonight as wisdom speaks to the impotent man. Now, what makes a man impotent? Now, like I said earlier, I'm not talking about the sexual area. Now, that's one area that you can get some uh, physical help from a physician or your, your doctor. But I'm talking about when your life is on impotent, when you're not productive. When you have a trail of bodies from broken relationships, when you're not happy with yourself, you don't have relationship with your children, you're spinning around in uh, circles, not knowing day to day what goals you're going to meet. Your life has become impotent. I want to talk to you today from John, the fifth chapter, where there was a man that the Bible called impotent. Now, other versions call him invalid. They called him weak. They call him sick. So if you feel like you're invalid, you don't matter. You feel like you're sick, like you're just nauseated with life. You, you feel like you're just weak. Everything that you uh, touch does not come to pass. Well, I got news for you today. There's someone who was in a similar situation as you. Matter of fact, there are several men, many men 
who feel impotent. And I want to speak to you today to help. Let's get back on your feet, brother. You don't have to be impotent because I understand what it is to feel impotent. Like you're not relevant. Like you don't matter. You can't compete in this game of life. You don't have the goods. That's what things begin to tell you. But I got news for you. It's a lie. It's one big lie. You can even call it alternative facts if you want to. But you're somebody special. And I'm, I w- walk with me today. We're going to talk about this thing. Listen, in John, the fifth chapter, in the first verse, it talked about after, the, after the, this, there were a feast of the Jews. Uh, there were three feasts that the men were required to attend, which was the Passover, Pentecost, and the Feast of the Tabernacles. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. That's it right there. Let, let, let's look at that part right there. Jesus went up. And brother, that's what I want you today. I want you to go up. That's what I want for you today is to go up because Jesus, it tells us, and we can foreshadow that as a, 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 a foregone conclusion that Christ would eventually ascend. But how about he who ascended first descended? So Jesus knows what it's like to descend, to come down. Even as you may be feeling right now in a downward spiral or in a downward position, but you don't have to stay down because as we read the text, it said Jesus went up. And I'm just predicating that on the fact that you can come up because the Bible said we've been seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So I want you to come up, brother. There's a way to come up and you don't have to sell drugs to come up. You don't have to go out and get three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten jobs, Jamaicans. No, well, Jamaicans, y'all work as much as you want. But I'm talking about there's other way. You're wearing your body out. You're wearing your mind out. But you got to come up. And it begins where? Inside. Now, as I go on to read this uh, scripture, it said, now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda. That means house of mercy. Bethesda. And that's what our churches need to be today. Houses of mercy. You know, so many people have been hurt in the church. Uh, my first episode, my first episode was on church hurt. And so many people have been bruised, wounded, and battered in their place where they should have been healed. But that's what our churches have to go back to being houses of mercy. I don't care if the church is on every corner and you say, well, there are churches on every corner and they're not doing anything. Well, they do what they can. They're not, they do what they can. They do what they're able to do. And I'm sure there are people in those churches who feel like that church has helped them. We can't save everyone. We can't help everyone, but we can do all which is within our ability to do. And that's where your power lies in knowing what you're able and capable of accomplishing. Well, as I continue on, it talked about the porch in the Hebrew tongue called Bethesda having five porches. Uh, In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. So as we're talking about the impotent man, there there are degrees of impotence. First, there's just the impotent man, the condition of being weak and without strength. Now, if you're weak today, if you're without strength, you're saying, okay, uh, I'm weak. I don't have the power that I need. I'm without strength. Then you, my friend, just need some empowerment. You already have power. You just need it to be pumped up. You just need some encouragement to get back up and get going because your weakness, is, is you don't have to stay there. Power can come from within. We've seen very small people do great feats because sometimes big things come in small packages. So don't look at it saying, well, I I have to be so big, so big. You may be small right now, but we don't despise the day of small beginnings. Look at my podcast. By God, I'm going to have to talk to you about that when I get back. But everything starts out small, a seed, but it becomes so big. If you water it, if you cultivate it, if you nurture it. Now, they talked about these people who were at this house of mercy. And I'm directing this toward men, but 
if there are women listening, you can just take the gender, gender specifics off of it and apply it to your issue, if you will. There were blind men. They had no vision. So we're taking it, taking it out of the just the physical context and looking at it from a, a spiritual and a moral and a soulish realm as well. They were blind. They had no vision. They couldn't see. They didn't have vision as to what was ahead. They had no blueprint for what they were going to do with their lives. They had no vision, blind. The other was a word they used called halt, H-A-L-T, halt. It, it, it indicates a lame or uncertain way of walking, going no, no going in one direction, uh, one direction here, and then going in another direction there uh, in, in a frenzy, just not knowing where they're going. And it's, you, you would say like running around with a chicken with your head cut off, just not as fast. There are some people who have no direction in life, and they're moving around with every new wave and every new trend that hits pop culture. They're doing it. If we're leaping this day, we're leaping. If they're rolling, then you're rolling. You're doing everything that everybody else is doing because everybody says this is the thing that, that you need to be doing right now, and you have no solid direction within yourself. They're considered halt. Then the other one is withered. Now, this is, if we would use it figuratively, figuratively expresses the leanness of your soul, spiritually weak, having a low condition of spiritual life, and, and just lacking in some moral nourishment, some moral guidance. You don't have a compass or a canyon inwardly to show you the way. These are conditions of being impotent. Just uh, you've lost direction. You, you, you don't feel strong. You don't feel stable, misguided, uh, misrepresented, marginalized, stigmatized, cataclysmically pushed off to the side. My friend, I understand where you are today as a man, and no man wants to feel impotent. No man wants to feel emasculated, defeated, or hopeless, but setbacks and setups and letdowns have left you in this condition. But guess what? We're getting up from there today. We're getting up. We're not going to stay impotent because you don't have to be impotent. Because guess what? You say, well, you. some people say, well, it's a state of mind. You, you're just not thinking right. That's a part of it. You say, well, I, I, my feelings are hurt. I'm depressed or that uh, that brings into the play your emotional. Then you say, "Well, I don't have the the right support system." That those are reasons, excuses for some, but reasons for others, if you will. But I'm speaking to that impotent man today to tell you there's strength for you. But I I, I need you to make some decisions. See, because as we continue on in this. These verses of scripture, it says they were waiting for the moving of the water. They were waiting for something. My friend, you are feeling impotent today, so you're, you're waiting for something. That's what happens when you get into a place of depression or misdirection. You're waiting for the new thing. You're waiting for the wind to uh, come from beneath your wings and cause you to mount up. You're waiting for that pivotal moment. I hate to tell you, but that pivotal moment is not going to come without until it comes from within. That's it. They were waiting for the moving of the water. The, the scripture tells that an angel went down at certain times and troubled the water. And the first one who got in, they were made whole. They received the miracle. It was like pulling a lottery ticket. Odds were already against you. So this man that didn't now, we, we go on to talk about a certain man that was there. He was there for 38 years and he hadn't won the lottery. He hadn't been able to get into the pool. My God, what a long time to be in that condition. What a long time 
to be stuck in a situation. What a long time to be in a place of powerlessness, helplessness, hopeless, hopelessness. But you know, sometimes when we're in a place of low self-esteem and uh, low productivity for a long time, we get comfortable in that discomfort. We get uh, conditioned to that uh, unnormalness or that dysfunctionality. We get conditioned to it. But this man was there for 38 years, stuck. Do you know if you get the place where you get stuck at, you can find your treasure? Yeah, hold on. I'm going to take a break for some station identification, and I will be right back. Have you priced commercials lately? Advertising can truly break your budget. At Win, we eliminate the most common hurdle to advertising. Advertise with Win to reach potential customers locally, nationally, and internationally for as low as $150. Yes, that's right, $150 per commercial. We Inspire Network Radio is a new and rapidly growing online radio network that boasts of dynamic seasoned show hosts who are drawing audiences from across the nation and abroad. Africa, Australia, Scotland, Canada, just to name a few. We also have the technical capabilities to advertise your products and services through sound bites, slideshows, and more. No long-term contracts. You pay per show. Advertise on WIN, and you are sure to be a winner. For more information, call us, 201-477-0469. Email Annie Bell at wealthmanagement-fs.org. All right, and we are back. That's right. I'm Apostle John L. Solomon, and you're tuned in to Strength from the Lions Den. That's right. We're powered by We Inspire Network Radio, Win Radio. My COO, uh, Lloyd B.J. Bell, and the CEO, Annie Bell, there are some great people. Shout out to them. Uh, if you want to be a part of Win Network Radio, you can get in contact with us. You can go on Facebook, look for our our web page, our, our Facebook page, Win Radio. Man, I'm telling you, you may have a show already lined up, ready for you to just dive into it, just like I'm doing here tonight. Straight from the lines, then, Apostle John L. Solomon. Listen, I want to give you something very special for tuning in. As this is your first time, you know, I give away a free copy of my book. The Power Keys, Life of Wisdom Series, Volume Number One. It gives you wisdom for living. Just go to my page, Apostle John L. Solomon, on Facebook and give me a valid email address, and I will send you my book, The Power Keys, in an ebook format. All right, I'm in the lion's den today, all about myself, me, and the lion, but you know I'm the lion among lions, and I'm speaking today with some speaks to the impotent man. Now, when I left off, we were talking about waiting for the next big thing, and I told you it has to happen from within before it can be can to happen without. Why? Because if it happens within, the chances of it happening happening without becomes greater because when it happens within, now there's an expectation that it has to happen without. How does it begin to happen within? It begins with some radical choices, some radical changings, some understandings. And that's what I'm bringing to you tonight. As we were talking about the man uh, who, were, who was in a certain position, he had an infirmity for 38 years. Listen, I, I got to tell you about there was a man who had an infirmity, and uh, my friend, uh, Reverend Hillier, Reverend Hillier would always tell people, the Lord's going to heal you. And they said, how's the weather today? Reverend Hillier said, the Lord's going to heal you. Reverend Hillier, the Walmart, uh, the, uh, the, wall, the wall, wall Street, the stocks, the bonds, what do you think about that? He said, the Lord's going to heal you. Reverend Hillier would always say, the Lord's going to heal you. Well, Reverend Hillier was preaching, and this man, he kind of uh, came into the church, uh, walking, walking in, you know, in a different manner. Kind of, And uh, Reverend Hillier was preaching, and he went up to the man. He said, the Lord's going to hit. The man got up and kind of scurried out of the church. Reverend Hillier was perplexed. He was confused, and he 
went back and he continued preaching. The man came again the following Sunday, and Reverend Hill, you were preaching, and he looked at the man. He said, the Lord's going to hit. The man got up and made his way out of the church. Reverend Hill, you just didn't know what to do, so he talked with his staff, and guess what? The man came in the following Sunday. Reverend Hill, you went over to him. The Lord's going to, just like clockwork, the man got up and kind of scurried out the church, and he sent his ushers, and they called him in the parking lot. They said, sir, uh, Reverend Hill, he just want to tell you the Lord's going to, he said, don't say it, don't say it. Uh, he said, this infirmity that I've had, I've had it, see it now more. And they said, well, shouldn't you want Reverend Hill to heal you? He said, nope, I've been getting a check since the Vietnam War. All right, that's a little joke. But there are some people who've been in a condition for so long that they make accommodations for being there. And they end up staying there. And it becomes not just a part of their life, but a way of life. Well, I don't want you to stay in the shape you're in. I don't want you to stay in a place of dysfunctionality. I don't want you to stay in a place of defeat. I want you to come up. So this certain man was there, and Jesus went to the impotent man who he had seen him lie in that place for 38 years. Jesus said, will you be made whole? Do you want to be healed? Jesus was asking him, is healing what you really want? And I think that's what you as an impotent man or hopeless, helpless man have to say, uh, do you want to come out of this situation? Now, Jesus wasn't being insensitive. Jesus was testing his resolve. Jesus was looking into his soul because just like the joke I just shared with you, there are some people who said, you know, I've been here this long. This is how it is. This is how it's always going to be. People have that mentality. This is the way it is. This is the way it's always going to be. But Therefore, Jesus was asking him to question where he was and say, is this where you really want to be? Is this where you want to spend the rest of your life? Or are you ready, really ready for your life to be dramatically changed for the better? When someone asks you, is this really what you want? What comes to mind is when you ask somebody, you know, what do you want for your birthday? Those that celebrate birthdays, you know, people say, well, whatever you want, I don't know, it doesn't matter to me. You know, then it's left up to chance. But then you have other people that say, yeah, I want this, I want that, I want the other. And, you know, and some people back up like, oh, wait a minute, I just asked what you want. I thought you were going to say this. Well, they didn't know that you already had an agenda. They didn't already, they didn't know that you already knew what you want. It makes a difference when you know what you want. It makes a difference when you're sincere and earnest about what you want. The Bible talks about a double-minded man being unstable in all his ways. You want this, and you want that, and you want the other. You, you, it, it, it makes it where you can't have anything because you don't have a focus. You don't know what you want. So you have to go through uh, maybe an induction, re- induct, induct, deductive reasoning or a process of elimination to get some things off of your mind and put one, th- make the main thing the main thing first. I'm not saying not to multitask. Many people love to multitask, but first of all, let's let's make the main thing the main thing. What's the main thing? Will you be made whole? Do you want to come out of this place that you're in? Do you want to keep going through this cycle? This condition over and over and over, year after year, month after month, or are you really ready to make a change? If you're if you're ready to make a change, just put your hands up and say, "I am." Uh huh. I feel those "I am"s all across the globe. Because there's some people who are ready to make a change, but what? It, it, it's not me doing it. It's not my power or not my might or my strength, but it's the greater one that's in you. The greater one, if you can believe, all things are possible when you believe. So as Jesus was questioning him, asking him, are you ready for this miracle? Are you ready for this change, this shift? Are you ready for this repositioning that I want for you? The impotent man said, sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I'm coming, another step down in front of me. See, sometimes we're trying to get somewhere when we're already where we need to be. 
just like the acres of diamonds talked about the people who left the diamonds in their backyard that they didn't know were there and went across the country to find diamonds, only to return broke, busted, and disgusted to realize that that property which they had sold to someone else had diamonds right there. So what you're looking for may already be in your arena, in your environment, and you're looking afar and wide when realization kicks in, it's right where it needs to be. If you just take a moment, breathe, and understand, like I said before the break, the place where you got stuck could be the place where you could find your treasure. There's a lesson in that. See the man at the man asked the question uh when Jesus asked him the question of the man he said will you be made whole the man said i have no man to put me in many times god wants to do a mighty work in our lives the first thing that comes out of our mouth is i don't have i don't know i don't understand so we start at, we start answering that which will affirm us with the contradiction, with the contraction, I don't, instead of saying I am, which would at least put us in the affirmative. But when we start, I don't, I can't, I won't, I – so this is what happened with that man. He began to – Spirit, I don't have. I don't. I don't have. And that's the direction we go in. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough personnel to help me. And I don't have enough friends. Uh, I don't have enough influence. No one likes me. Uh, I, I have no other choice. This is where I've been. I have to lean on people. I, I don't know if God will do it for me. I'm not worthy. I've my past is so horrendous. I, I've never had anything like this to happen to me before. So what happens when we're reciting, recycling, and creating excuses for why we cannot get out of the condition or confines that we've been placed in or have placed ourselves in? I'm going to say it again. We recite, recycle, and create excuses for ourselves to why we can't have, to why we don't go forward. We talk ourselves out of going for it. I saw something today so powerful about skydiving, which I'm going to be doing this summer. I'm going to be skydiving. It said we're, we're afraid, we're fearing, we, we, we're afraid all the way up until the point where we jump out of the airplane. Why? Because the buildup is the worry of what if this happened or what if that happened this, that, because it's unknown to us. But on the other side of that fear is some exhilaration. So I'm going to say it like this. On the other side of that excuse is a breakthrough. On the, even if what you want to happen does not happen, guess what? There's a lesson learned that you overcame that which was holding you, holding you in stagnation. It, it begins with you. Saying, I, I want to be made whole. I want to be strong again. I want to be productive again. And going from I want to I can be strong again. I can be productive again. I can make a comeback. And then after that, it begins, guess what? I am productive again. I am strong again. I am powerful again. I am that's where we go to, beginning to make those, uh, not just uh, assertions, but affirmations by faith and believing the things which we're saying so that it come to pass. Believing that it's going to happen. Believe that I I'm not waiting for the next thing to happen. I believe that I am the thing that's happening. Why? Because as long as I believe I'm happening, I'm not looking for anything to happen because it's already a foregone conclusion that is happening. That's where you got to be. And then when breakthroughs and pivotal moments come, you said, no, you know what? I was already there. I was already in the mix. My friend, I'm so glad that you're here with me tonight. Hold on. I'm going to go to break and I will be right back. Hello, everybody. My name is Minister Annie Bell, and I am the host of Irene's Blog Talk Radio Show, where we endeavor to bring talk therapy to survivors of child abuse, 
sex trafficking and other traumas, as well as being the vehicle by which we use to bring awareness and resources to the community to aid in the prevention of these abuses. IRAIN, which is a declarative acronym for the individual survivor, that means I. I identify myself as a survivor, no longer a victim. R. Reclaim my life. E. Excel at living. I. Illuminate the dark. G. Grow in Christ. And N. Nurture myself and others. This declarative acronym has developed into a victorious lifestyle brand that empowers and aids in the healing journey of our survivors of abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas. I have also written a book entitled with a namesake, I Reign, A Survivor's Guide to Thrive, which is now available at Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. Pick up your copy today and join me every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. here on We Inspire Network Radio, where together, through God, we win. If we endure, we shall reign with Him. All right, we are back. I am Apostle John L. Solomon, Lion Among Lions, and you're tuned in to Strength from the Lions Den. We're powered by We Inspired Network Radio. W-I-N, Win Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Listen, tonight we're talking about the impotent man. Strength from the lion man is speaking to me tonight. Why am I speaking to me? Strength man. That's what James Brown said. Mm-hmm. He said it's a man's world. But it wouldn't be nothing. The woman with the issue, but tonight we're speaking to men in the man's world, okay? (laughs) Uh, Listen, I'm so glad that you're tuned in. I hope you're getting something vital from tonight's uh, podcast because I don't want you to stay helpless or to stay hopeless. I'm trying to give you some strength through wisdom through this podcast tonight. You know, but you can be turned around in a direction that will bless you, that will bless your life. When I left off, I was talking about sometimes we make excuses for why we cannot, why we don't, uh, why we stay where we are. I- I'm telling you. We have to re- we have to lose the excuse, lose the excuses. Now there are there there does come a time that we have to get educated on some things to go to another level. We got to get some training to do some things that we don't know how to do. I'm not saying this things comes by osmosis, but there is a process in some areas. But what I'm saying, you can make that process happen if you begin now. By changing your mindset and getting some understanding that you don't have to stay where you are. Listen, my one of my goals this year, this summer, I'm gonna make a move to McDonough, Georgia. When I get there, I'm already, I'm, all, I'm like, I'm like the children of Israel when they were sent out to spot the land. I'm already casing the joint. I'm looking for a place to start Bible study in McDonough, Georgia, because I believe there's a breakthrough there where God wants me to do. I'm going to break ground there. I'm going to build a brick and mortar ministry, a house of mercy where the people of God can come to and worship. I didn't say come to and uh, worship a man. I didn't say come to and worship a church where they can come to and worship their God and grow and grow in grace, grow in strength, grow in understanding and increase their biblical knowledge, but also their physical knowledge so that they can have power for living and a higher quality of life. That's one of my goals. Now, if I keep telling myself, well, you're not going to make it, you're not going to do it, it won't happen. Look who you are. Look at your past. Those are things that the enemy sends to play with your mind. Even the man we're talking about tonight, the impotent man, he had what's called tunnel vision. Tunnel vision. He only thought that his healing could come through one means, which was the troubling of the water. That's all he saw. That's all he knew. So 
he began to look in that direction for his solution, for his blessings, for his deliverance, for his miracles, one way. And that's how we get. We begin to look at it just one way. It could only come through here or only come through this job or through this paycheck. Don't you know there are other streams whereby God can open up the floodgates and bless your life with the solutions you need, with the deliverance you need, with the resources that you need. You keep looking down a one-way street that's not headed in your direction. You got to step back and understand the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The enemy played with this man's mind, showing him over and over again how impossible it was for him to get healed. And that's what the enemy does. He plays on us and says, this is not going to happen. There's no way. You're not qualified. You're not able. And we begin to receive that dictation within ourselves and accept it as a truth. But my friend, it's not a truth. It may be a fact, but it's not a truth. A fact It's not a truth. You can change that. See, he never thought that one day the Lord himself would come out of nowhere and speak to his life and change it around. See, we can debate all day on uh, religions, rituals, and regalia, what we should wear and holidays we should celebrate. And, you know, we can go around all day on doctrine and talk about the validity of this and that. We can debate, and I can debate with the best of them. I know I can. Don't test me. You better move over. (laughs) But that says nothing when someone comes into your life and performs a life-altering, life-impacting, life-repositioning miracle. We, We don't even have to go as far and say miracle, but when someone steps up to you and brings a turnaround for you, the debate is over. The debate is over. You cannot argue with success. I can debate all day about scripture. I can debate all day all day about a uh, religion. I, I took a course. I, I got an associate's degree in uh, religious and religion, religions, different religions. So we can talk about what they believe and what this one believe. But when someone comes to you in the name of Jesus and performs a miracle in your life, the debate is over. I don't care what, how much they read, how much they talk. All I know that he that set me free showed me the way, and it was the Lord Jesus Christ. So you, that's, that's, that's why our preachers need power today, not just power to stand behind a pulpit and talk strong, but power to make a difference in the street, a power to visit families in uh, grief, uh, the power to go to hospitals and visit with people who are on their sick bed. And can I say whether they live or pass on to the next life, the power to go and be there makes a difference. Jesus came to this man and he said, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole. Do you know how many times God has come into your life and said, rise, take up your bed and walk? You know how many times you received the word that said, come on, let's go do this. Well, because we didn't see this or we didn't see that or we didn't understand that, we kind of sabotaged the whole situation by our thinking, by our understanding, by our past participles. And it was already defeated from the rip. You got to learn to move forward and not backwards. You need to learn. We have to learn not to isolate ourselves in one place. The enemy has been toying with your mind, brother. He's been toying with your mind. As of late about your situation, he's been toying with a lot of people's mind who's listening. Uh, you may be up, you may be down, but the enemy will come to play with your mind about your situations. There are limitations that you've placed on God. There are limitations that you've placed on God because of what you see in the physical realm. You got to begin to understand energy. And I'm not going out on a metacosmic fit, but I'm talking about the energy of the anointing. I'm talking about how God flows in this world. The Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Then a predicated off of that, another scripture said that uh, 
I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Looking at the fact that I can do all things and greater is he that is in me, this is a mystery that's been hidden from generations that is now revealed, and that's Christ in you, the hope of glory. You can say Christ in you, the hope and the power and the kingdom and the love and the glory. You got to begin to look within. An African proverb said, don't look where you slipped. Don't look where you fell. Look at where you slipped. Go back. See, because when you fall, you don't always land in that initial place. You may land uh, steps ahead. You know, you may tumble. People always say, well, fall forward or, you know, okay, fall forward. I don't want to fall, period. But they say if you fall, fall forward. But when you go back and be reflective, don't look where you fell. Look where you slipped. Look at the place where you begin to doubt. I'm going to let that sink in. Look in the place where you begin to mistrust or where your trust was broken. Look at the place where you said, I'll never let anybody do this type of thing to me again. And that's where you begin to categorize everything and everybody. That's where you begin to make uh, not just... uh, principles, but you begin to uh, erect laws in your life. I'll never, I will always. And some of those laws that you put in place at that time have become hindrances to you today. Now, mind you, some, depending on what they are, may have helped you and propelled you to the place where you are. But if you've put negative laws in place in your life, my friend, those laws are still hindering you. If you say, I'll never trust anybody, my friend, those laws are hindering you. If you say, I'll never open up my heart and let anyone in, my friend, those laws are hindering you. It's time for you to uh, revise or make, not revise, but make some amendments to your own personal constitution of living. See, the enemy has toyed with your mind long enough. It's time for you to no longer be helpless, impotent. It's time for you to let go of some things, that, that the limitations that you've placed on God as a result of your own thinking, your own living. See, do you think you're blank? Do you think that your blank can only come through doctors, through surgery, through that job? through that person, or through that one avenue. Don't you know our God is multifaceted? Do you think you got to do something to get out of character to get what you need? My friend, we're, we're looking for love in all the wrong places. We're looking for answers in all the wrong places. Let's take a step back and go look at your blank. Do you think that your blank can only come I don't know what your blank is. It could be your deliverance, your healing, your prosperity, your future, your goals. I don't know what your blank is, but I know that you've tunneled yourself in. You've boxed yourself in to one way of being, one way of thinking. It's time to take the reins off of yourself. Well, I know, but I've been doing this for so long that I don't know any other way to do this. My friend, that's the limitation right there. When you say it and you predicated, I've been doing it for so long. That's the trap right there to keep you there. Then you further trapped yourself by saying, I don't know how to do anything else, which closes the case on you. No, my friend, you know how to do many things. If you learn, if you train, if you seek wisdom and seek knowledge and seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things my God they're going to be added to you my friend I'm so glad you're here with me tonight I, 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 I hope I've been speaking to that place where you're in to come out I know I hope you feel a little better uh-huh I did I said feel Oh, that's very powerful, your feelings. For a long time, I denied feelings. Just like the tin man in The Wizard of Oz, he had no heart. That's right. There's some people running around who don't have any heart. They have a heart. It's just been broken so much that it's closed in. 
And but you can't deny the feelings. Listen, I'm gonna go to my final break, and when I come back, we're gonna talk about that. Y'all hold on, we'll be right back. Hello, my name is Minister Lloyd Bell Jr., CEO of We Inspire Network Radio. God bless you, and I am Minister Annie Bell, the COO of We Inspire Network Radio. We had you, our listeners, in mind when we created We Inspire Network Radio, or as we like to call it, Win Radio. We incorporated your thoughts and opinions to ensure that our programming will embody true inspiration. And we will continue to bring relevant and heartfelt shows that cater to the needs and wants of our growing listener base. Please, subscribe to our network so that you can stay connected. Join us here every week where together, through God, we win. All right, and we are back. Straight from the lion's den with Apostle John L. Solomon tonight. Wisdom speaks the impotent man. Listen, we're powered by We Inspired Network Radio. Shout out to the COO and the CEO, B, uh, Lloyd B.J. Bell and Annie Bell. Win Radio. You want your podcast? You want to get a, 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 a podcast so that you can get your message sent all around the world to help people, to empower people, to help them win? Hey, you need to come on board and get with us, all right? Listen, tonight we've been speaking to that impotent man, and as we're getting ready to close it up, I'm telling you, stop looking around in all the wrong places for answers. This man was in a place of impotence for 38 years. Jesus came along and said, man, take up your bed and walk. And he got up and walked on the word. He didn't stand over him and spit on him and kick him and turn him around. He said, man, get up. Get up. You say, well, that's not enough. Well, guess what? That's where you begin to limit right there. The power of life and death is in your tongue. You got to begin to speak the word be like God. I'm just telling you. Of course, in your flawed, uh, uh, finite self, you can never be God. But God allows us to be partakers of his divine nature through precious promises. Therefore, letting his mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery to who thought it not robbery uh, to be like to think like God. He thought it not robbery. So guess what? What you have to do? Be not conformed to the world's thinking. Be not conformed to your yesterday's thinking. Be not conformed to your tunnel vision, one-way thinking, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Stop allowing the enemy to plant and paint the most depressing, despondent scenarios of life situation and its outcome. If you can believe today, all things are possible to him who believes. Don't believe the picture that says you're not making it. Don't believe the image of you failing. Don't believe the scenario of you falling short. Don't keep replaying that loss over and over in your head. Some people say, yeah, I want to see it over and over. I want to feel that hurt. I want to feel, I want to see. Guess what? Sometimes you can trap yourself into that place. Impotent man, it's time for you to come up. No longer do you need to be weak and without strength. There's strength from you today, for you today, right here in the lion's den. No longer do you need to be blind without vision. No longer do you need to be halt or lame, having no direction. No longer do you need to be withered, lacking in, spirit, lacking in spiritual strength or moral nourishment. No longer do you need to be waiting for the troubling of the water. My friend, you're happening. You are what's happening. No more tunnel vision. No more living beneath your privileges. I bid you today, my brother, come up. Come up. And begin by forgiving, forgiving yourself. Forgiving yourself. You got to come to yourself. Even as the prodigal son came to himself. You got to think there are people who are doing the very thing that I want to do. There are people who are worse off than I am, and guess what? They made a comeback. They made a come up. They're doing better than anyone thought they were. 
There are some people, yeah, that left you to die. There are some people that that betted that you wouldn't make it. And maybe you proved them right. But guess what? You, they don't have to stay right. You can change that around today by you saying, guess what? I'm going to get stronger. Though the outward man perish, the inward man is renewed day by day. Begin to renew your strength as you renew your mind, as you renew your life. That's it. It begins with a decision to say, I can, I will, I am. It begins with those decisions not to defeat yourself, not to say I won't happen or it won't happen or I can't, I can't accomplish this because I don't have that. No, 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 no. Those are excuses, my friend. Let's shut down every excuse, every excuse. Let's shut it down. Now, I got to tell you, the Bible goes on to say the Jews, therefore, when he when the man was cured, it was the Sabbath day. And they told him it's not lawful for you to carry your bed. They were mad because he wasn't miserable anymore. They were mad because he was no longer in a place of defeat. They were upset because he was no longer beneath them. He rose up and began to walk. He got up and began to take control of his life. He, he, he stood on his own two feet finally and began to propel his life or the trajectory of his life into a direction that brought him peace, that brought him happiness. And some people are not going to like that because they're used to you being downtrodden. They're used to you not having. They're used to you being in that place of impotence, that place of weakness. Because guess what? When you're no longer weak, when you're no longer impotent, halt, withered, or blind, guess what? Some strength is going to come. Confidence is going to come. Faith is going to come. Your countenance is going to change. The environment is going to change in how they react to you. Lift up your head, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory will come in. So you got to begin today, lift up your head from that place where you're looking down. Your impotence is gone. Your impotence doesn't no longer exist. And that's what you have to begin to dissolve it. The way that a, a weak man gets strong is he starts lifting weights. He builds his muscle, push-ups, sit-ups. These are things that he does makes his body strong. Well, those are called those are physical exercises, weight conditioning, training his body to get stronger, building his muscles, and so that's what you have to be begin to do. Build your mind, get get in front of some powerful books, build your social circle, bring in some powerful people who are higher than you, and begin to reach up. No, don't bring people lower than you. That's only going to keep you where you are. Even as the story was once told to me, uh, I can't remember his name at the time, but it was a book about the Wemmicks. That's right, the Wemmicks. <laughs> uh, the Wemmicks went around, oh, they were a race of wooden people who went around all day putting spots and stars on each other. If you did well, you got a star. If you did bad, you received a dot. Anything you did bad, looked funny, embarrassed yourself, did something clumsy, you got to die. So this was a race of wooden people judging each other with stars and dots. So you can imagine in that society, people with the most stars were always looked favorably upon. And the counter for the people who had dots, they were always despised and looked down upon. There was one a wooden person by the name of uh, Punchinello, and Punchinello had lots of dots. That's right, lots of dots. He got dots from everywhere and everybody. Even when he tried to do good and messed up, he got a dot. One day, somebody just gave him a dot for no reason, and simply because he had other dots on him. But one day, he saw this girl, I think her name was Lucy, and Lucy didn't have stars, nor did she have dots. And it's not that people didn't try to give them to her. It's just that the stars and the dots did not stick to her. They fell off. 
Well, one day Punchinello went to Lucy and he said, Lucy, uh, I see that no, you don't have stars or dots. She said, right, they don't stick to me. And he said, why? She said, because I go and talk to Eli. And she said, who's, he said, who's Eli? She said, Eli is our creator, our maker in that big wood shop on the hill. All that night, Punchinello talked about, he, he talked to himself about going up there. So he worked up the courage and he went up there. But as he got to the door, he opened up the door and stepped in and he began to have doubts come in. Well, he don't want to talk to me. I don't have any stars. I don't have any dots. So he turned around and leave, and Eli called to him. He said, Punchinello. And he turned around, and he said, you know my name? He said, yes, I know all about you. And then he said, well, you must know I have no stars. I have so many dots. And Eli said to him, he said, you know what? That's not how I see you. He said, I see you. That's my creation, and I don't make mistakes, and you're not a mistake. He said, keep coming to see me every day. Keep talking to me every day, and let me tell you who you really are, and let me tell you what you can really do. And as Punchinello agreed, and he was leaving, he said, Eli said, Punchinello, I believe in you, and I love you. And as Punchinello was walking out, a tear became, began to come down his eye. And much to his surprise, one of his dots fell off. Man of God, woman of God, my listeners today, if you've been impotent, weak, the Bible says I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Let those dots fall off. Those dots are the pains of yesterday. Those dots are the hurt of yesterday. Let it go. There's more to you than meets the eye. There's more to you than your yesterday. There's so much more to you. Don't you keep holding on to a flawed past. Let other people hold on to it. Let them remember that. Let them bring it up. But when it when they bring it up, be like Lucy. Let it fall off. Don't let it stick to you because as T D Jakes once said you may have did what they what you may have did what they said you did, but you're not who they say you are. You're someone special today in the eyes of the Lord. My friend, I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. I thank you for if you stayed and been here with me. Come on, let's hear it today for our listeners. up at Apostle Solomon on my Facebook page. Give me a valid email and I'll send you a copy of my book The Power Keys Life of Wisdom Series Volume 1 on May the 20th here in Macon, Georgia. My God, uh, my wife Lisa Solomon is getting ready to release her first book, Motivation to Make It Through. It's a great accomplishment. We're going to be at the Harriet Tubman Museum from 1 to 4 for her book release, The Motivation Release Party. My God, just stop by for a cameo appearance or come and stay. We're going to have music, fun, love, and laughter. My friend, I've enjoyed the show tonight. Thank you for tuning in. And, re- and guess what? Next week, you gotta, I got to tell you this. We are uh, two shows away from the celebration of my 25th podcast. My God, you know when the 25 is the silver, I think 50 is the gold, but I'm about to hit my silver mark. 25 shows and still going strong. I thank God for my uh, COO, COO, BJ, uh, uh, Lloyd BJ Bell, and the boss lady herself, Annie Bell, the COO. Man, they're a power, that's a power couple right there, full of love, full of life. And they uh, are the uh, Overwind Radio. So they're a powerful team. If you want to be a part of this team, I bid you, come on, strike now while it's hot. So join me next week. When I'm going to be talking about strategic living, I'm going back to my normal format. I'm going to have three powerful panelists already vetted, already selected, raring, and ready to go. All right? Listen, I thank God for you. I bless you. You are a tremendous group of people, and have a great evening.